Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Pulliam, pastor of One Accord Church. Keep in mind, I always use this illustration, the woman at the well. That was Jesus' great showing of his loving kindness. He said to the disciples, I must needs go to Samaria today. Uh, those, the Jews and the Samaritans did not come together very often. There, there was a, a discontent between them. And Jews, in many cases, thought that the Samaritans were impure uh, to some degree. They were what they would consider to have been not all the way or purely ethnicity-wise Jewish. Uh, they were known to marry into different groups. So uh, it was not proper for a rabbi of all persons of position to take the pathway that Jesus took, which tired him out if you study the scriptures. It took him far longer of a pathway to get to Samaria, and he got exhausted and tired over it. But watch how he handled the woman at the well. He sat down with her instead of allowing the customs of the day to rule his heart. There can never be prejudice or hatred in the heart of a true believer amen. filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the amens there and a couple over here. It just can't be. Jesus is our light and he's our example. I had some agreement right out of sleep. Yeah. He is our light and our example. So he sat down with her. And ministered to her. Instead of condemning her, he turned her into an evangelist. Got it? Instead of saying, you are no good, and let me, catch this, withdraw myself from you, he drew closer. If you knew who it was that was asking you for water, you would ask me for water. And then he tells her that you have been an adulterer multiple times and you are in adultery now. Jesus never gives us the name, which meant he never gave the name to his disciples. Why? Because there is no victory in any form of condemnation. He said, I came not to bring condemnation to the world, but through my salvation plan, 
I've come to rescue it. Love is an action word. It rescues. I know I'm preaching born, but I, I'm, I'm preaching out of the joy of my spirit right now. Yeah. It, 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 it's an action word. Love is not just what you say. And that's our problem. We say it a lot and show it a little. Ah, my God. All right. So he produced his abundant kindness and faithfulness to the woman at the well and sent her on to become an evangelist where she would go on to win the whole village. It was not a six-week program. Uh-oh. His love turns conditions and turns uh, uh, storms and situations and results, catch this, immediately. It is condemnation for the devil that holds up what belongs to you. The minute you say, Lord, please forgive me, stop. As a matter of fact, the Holy Ghost corrects me and says, oh, it was done before you said it. It was done when no man took my life. I laid it down. Lord, have mercy. So I'm teaching you, this is the beginning of a dynamic series. There is nothing you can do that is so vile and so wicked, and so profoundly terrible and wretched that God can't immediately turn things about for you. There is nothing you can do to break the power of his said love. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Say it. Ah, uh, say it. Ah, uh, say it again. Shout it. Preach it to three of your neighbors right now. Oh, man. Look at them. Do they look convinced? Preach it to three of your neighbors. Nothing can break the said love of Jesus Christ. Tell them. Preach it to them. Three of them. Preach it to them. There you go. Hallelujah. Now. I'm using their notes because they put some things in. They're very powerful. Then we'll, I'm going to read a little bit more, and then we will go back to Exodus 34. Hased is a bone-weary father. Listen intently, Christian. A bone-weary, exhausted father who drives through the night to bail his drug addict son out of jail. We are done criticizing parents that show extreme love, even to kids that cause everybody problems. 
is a sap. Hased love is looking for nothing in return. It got everything it wanted in return when it acted. Wait a minute, you didn't catch that. That godly love is looking for nothing in return. He got what he wanted when he acted in love. Because by faith, he understood that he became a seed in his death, but through his resurrection, there is a tremendous harvest that must come. That's why it's called the Lord of the harvest. Your perspective of you should change now. Now you can go back to calling you saved. So this is the father who's exhausted, who drives through the night to bail his drug addict son out of jail. <clears throat> Hassan is a mom who spends day after thankless day, spoon-feeding and wiping up after her disabled child. Most of us live without any regard to any parents who have disabled children. I had a great experience with my secretary. Uh, every now and then, you know, if it's a great meeting or a meeting with her, I'll say, well, let's just do breakfast. And I think we saw uh, the roaches the same day. And... Uh, I let her choose the restaurant. I was thinking, oh, Lord, you know, this may not be one of my favorites, but I'm going in Jesus' name. But across from us was a lady who had a disabled child. And there was another rather active child who was not disabled. I was very moved, first, with the mother and the love and care that she showed. Then I was moved by my staff person when tears flowed from her eyes and she said, I know what she's experiencing and I care. I was able to believe my son out, but it takes an incredible amount of labor that you can't get a harvest from the child. So I said, well, we're taking care of that tab. And actually, the secretary said it first. And then I said, no, you ain't going to outdo me at my own meeting. You know, I didn't say all that, but I was thinking in my mind, you're not going to outdo me in giving in this restaurant. And, and I got believers I pastor sitting in here. This is my meeting. I'm the one to call the meeting. So I said, well, we're going to take care of the tab. And she put the tip in. She never knew how profoundly it affected me. I spent half the meeting listening and the other half watching the parent. Oh, look at you, sweetie. And she's feeding him. Oh, and she's wiping everything. Now, I'm, I'm some kind of funny when I eat. Let me be real. If you eat with me, 
I, I really don't want to hear all your sounds and jumping and munching and all that. I, I can't do it. You, that, I just gave you something to pray with me about. I, I know I'm faulty in that way. Just I can't handle it. Pray for me. Okay? And, I, and you sure can't have a look. You, 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 yeah, the food needs to go in, not upon. You, you know, and so <laughs> pray for me. Don't See, don't get mad at me. I'm sharing a fault with you. Don't judge me. Love makes me share my weakness with you. You understand? But she loved on that child. And I never said anything else, but the Lord told me, that's how I love on you all. You got failures, weaknesses, challenges, sin, strongholds, and he's still feeding you and still wiping you. It's going to be all right, baby. I got you. I know you want to quit, but quitting ain't in this. I ran a whole program for you. All you got to do is just finish your time here, and then perfected life will be yours forever. Christ knew that when you would get born, you would be born into the most egregious situation. Where the plan of the enemy would attack you. He attracts some, attacks some of you with strongholds. He attacked your parents. He attacked your grandparents. He attacked your great-grandparents. You were born on earth. You were born into this faultiness. Christ could not have a condition-based love. There would be no one left to love. He had to produce what we know as an agapeo. Now I put in there for the Hebrew Aramaic has said, I think I know something, but I really don't know anything. I just know enough to teach it. Amen. And, and it should be treated, I'm learning, that there is life in the word. Lord Jesus. And it should be treated as such. It's always my nature to run ahead and, and add extra things. I, well, I wanted three pages already. He said, no, 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 you, you got two pages. And, and we have to hope you get through that. Wait a minute now. Hold up. This is me. Well, a change began to happen when he said, let's work with the one word. Learn to write it. Learn what the letters mean. I've written this thing so much that I can write it with my eyes closed now. And it's only one word. The word means so much, but we run through it because we've memorized a verse. One word. Brother Copeland was right. From God. One. Just one can change everything about your life. You came in one way, but you leaving out today ready to love your enemy. Jesus. Come on now. All right, the Lord said, get, get to read. <laughs> Let me read. Get fired up. 
And there's only so much time left in this message. All right? Hesed is an unsung pastor's wife, Mrs. P, whose long-suffering, tearful prayers keep her exhausted husband from falling apart at the seams. This is an epidemic in America. You can add in there. I'm very fortunate. That's the same for a staff who prays, makes tea, counts money, has to deal with the attitude of the leader. Everybody just thinks pastor's so grand to be around. How would you like to be the administrator and have your pastor look up one day and say, your head's kind of big? Well, you know, I'm joking around and I'm having fun, but we're going to have to come back with some complimentary words. You understand? Because even though that's a laughing moment, she might go away and say, well, that, you know, man, all I do for him, and that's the best he can come up with. I've told the secretary, too, her head was big. She proclaimed that her head is never big. <laughs> See, she's saying, no, I don't have a big head. They both have told me the only one who has a big head out of the entire staff is me. But we know better. These are fun moments. Behind the scenes, they hear things such as, that's not going to work. I need something better from you. Um, Pastor, I, I don't have a whole lot of time. I understand, but you can do it. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, listen, I know I haven't necessarily paid you, but I'm, I'm going to need you to help the church get through. Oh, look out. Whoa. And then that person still has to bring something to my house so I can live. And then has to hear me when they leave the house. What's, what's your spirit like? Oh, I know a couple times what her answer wanted to be. She probably wanted to be what you think. Joker. But there's a kindness that extends from them. You know, and... <laughs> Or, or Brother Rocher, he drives, I always laugh at this, he drives me all the way to Charlotte. And I'm being disrespected, so I tell him, let's go. He said, Let, let's go. I said, let's go. We're going all the way back. Uh, we don't want to wait them. No, they're late. They're disrespecting me. Well, the Lord has said, I don't want my office disrespected today. Boom, I work for him. I don't work for no people. I left. The appointment is at 10 o'clock with a messenger from God. 10.15 and you haven't even called. We call and they forget. That's disrespect. Did we not turn around? And we rolled. Now we made a stop to see some things and made our way on back. I don't, did we get food? We didn't get food. No, that was a bad trip. Most folks like to ride with me because 
I, I'm going to break out some ducats and we're going to get some food somewhere or something. <laughs> but that's prayer, see? See, that prayer gets you through. Wait a minute. How about if you're a sister Howard and I've been leading the praise team and I've been leading the choir and we done went from what, CDs, singing with CDs to acapella. And she's coming and she's presenting her anointing and I'm telling my staff, they say, no, 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 a, a, a worship, I said, hey, now, let me tell you now, I know when God's people come up in the house, they ain't no worship leader come up in the house. They said, Pastor, I, you, you need to listen, you need to check her out, you need to give her a chance. I didn't feel it when they came in. I, I don't even know who you're talking about. So I got tired of them, and I said, make, make the point. Imagine how Sister Howard felt to know, because it, it was known to her, that I didn't believe initially. And she starts to play, and who gets up and wants to sing with her? <laughs> imagine that. Then imagine you build the team, and you make it what it is today. And then you watch your pastor. Listen, listen. I'm going to show you love. You watch your pastor hire someone over you that didn't have the same heart or love that you did. Oh, it's quiet now. Everybody, I want to be a pastor. When they, don't ever pray for that position. Don't ever run for this position. Don't ever ask for it. Because you can never live down. That's the power of love. See, I have to live completely off of the love of the believers because I can't live down my mistakes. Every time they walk in the door, I see them. She was gracious enough to stay with the ministry, stay with my leadership with her family. She was so kind as to say, my boys and my daughter need your leadership. Then when it came time for the next leader, Pastor, I suggest that it be Mike Steele. She turned down the moment of vindication, validation to promote someone. That's, that's real. So when my staff and my family hear me say, Sister Howard is going to always be taken care of by pastor. They can't look like, hmm. See, I'm giving you a reality in my teaching. Let's expose mine and keep yours covered. That's love. That's how you're supposed to love. Pastor, I can't even look at that sister. Why? She passed me over for that promotion. Mm. 
I know we're in the same church, but I just can't look at her. Wait a minute. What kind of love are you loving with? I like what Jesus said. What kind of spirit are you of? Hallelujah. I can go home and stay at home and, and not preach for 60 days. It may take 90 to 120 just to get me reorganized physically properly. But love won't let me do that. Love causes me to rely upon the king. If I got here today, I'd say, king, be with me. And his sweet self, he said, I got you. You're the man, God. You're the man. You're greater than the man. You're the God. Why? Because he's there. I'm at a total peace because of his love. That's why my faith is great. And I can say, I will live and not die. And declare the works of the Lord. Not in my power. Today I told the Lord, I says, I don't want to feel any trembling. I don't want nothing in my mouth. I don't want, he says, my grace is sufficient. I said, I don't even want that now. Because that means you're going you to let me go through and you're going to take me through. But love is more profound if I let his grace carry me through. In your weakness, Todd, is my strength, is my grace, is my hesed perfected. You can't quit because of a challenge. I preached to you today, and this is just the beginning. A sad is love that can be counted on. Listen, Christians, decade after decade, decade, year after year. It's not about the, catch this. It's not about the thrill of romance, but the security of faithfulness. Marriages are dying because we're basing it on sexuality, on physical experience, and on romance. Exhausting one another out because there is a flesh craving that yields to absolutely nothing but satisfaction for just a few minutes or a little span of time. And then a great demand is put on after that. What's the demand? That you love me beyond actions. Well, you only demanded initially actions in terms of flesh. Paleo. Romance. But he's ill-equipped, he or she, to love with faithfulness. It isn't how many Friday nights light the candles you can experience. It is to become 60, 70, listen, let me teach, 80 and 90 
when love must be even more profound, but nothing from your flesh can be given. But your record of faithfulness will be just like it is with the Lord. That he was there, I can't sing it like James Moore, all the time. He was there. Brother Rocher, I felt like he left me. But he was there. Sometimes you have to wait till you can look back. Well, I, I got to stop now. I'm about to, my preach about to get on me. There were moments where you had to move and didn't even have anywhere to move. You were embarrassed. You were broken. You were hurt. And you thought God had left you. Never did it occur to you that what you experienced is what he was experiencing. He was evicted along with you. He went to court along with you. He was told to get out while you were told to get out. Oh, come on, I'm preaching now. He had to move while you moved. Lord Jesus. He was there all the time. <laughs> come on, do you see what he's taught me? Tired through everything you've been through, I was there. <laughs> what you say? I know I'm out of control. Give me another minute. When you were betrayed, he was there. Stop worrying about you. I'm going to teach you something right now. It's going to shake you up. You're going to stink anyway. Uh-oh, you ain't ready for me. And your stink going to be the same as the stink of humanity. Quit worrying about you. Change the aroma with your servitude towards him. I just can't get over it, Brother Poyam. I just can't. I just can't. Yes, you can. He got over your cutting up. He got over your foolishness. Did he not? Or were you perfect? If you were perfect, I need to see your hand because I want to pray for you now and then after service. No, stop thinking now about you as I'm teaching Revelation and you're thinking that you can figure something out because of what you hear me preaching. Stop it now. Let Christ be the sinner. Stop singing that song unless you're going to sing it with some revelation. Jesus be the center of my life. Mean it. Shoot. If I was a son of God and died for your behinds and, and you act like you couldn't be faithful, 
Shoot. You better be glad I ain't he. I have a special service set up to deal with all the unfaithful. There wouldn't nobody be in the kingdom. Had to get down the last 12 service. This the last 12 left. What you going to do with them, Pastor? Put them out. Uh, Pastor, ain't nobody left. Well, I'm even put me out. Listen, Christ has this redeeming love for us that we don't deserve. And we're caught up on things that involve other people because we're not in him. We meet somebody, we fall in love, we can't even give them everything because we ain't never learned how to give everything to Christ. So you got to love them with something else. You can't love them with the real love. So if we, we say prenuptials or we make special agreements, I'm going to have my account, you have your account, and then we have this account, and you know, uh, I'm going to bring little Pierre. Is that your dog? Yeah, I'm, I like Pierre. No Pierre, no me. Pierre in the house ripping socks, ripping just, just, oh, look at him, a cute sound. Hey, hey, my shoes cost more. Wait a minute. You trying to tell me that your shoes is more valuable than my Pierre? Then when he get a knife, he says, here, let me, uh, let me tell you what I'm about to do with Pierre. Oh, my Lord, hand me Pierre back. I can't take it no more. We ain't gonna have no marriage. Over Pierre? Over you, because you've never gotten over Pierre. And I haven't gotten over my shoes. And this goes on. And Christ is just. And everybody's in the court saying, I belong to Christ, I'm with Christ. We just use that to try to position ourselves and to make us feel a certain kind of a way. I'm with Jesus. Jesus is mine. What you got anything, any proof? John the Baptist, well, when people came and they, well, you know, we repent. Well, where are your fruits of it? Oh, he was calling folk names before right when they was coming in the meeting. He was snakes and vipers. Is that how you greet everybody coming to your meeting? I'm greeting you that way. You got any fruits of repentance? Have you changed? Why? Because at that time, truth was still truth. Now we can't hold anybody accountable. And I've preached enough. I'm so glad that the Lord got involved with me and helped me through his presence and his anointing to teach this. Oh, he said, tell them there will be a part two. So I get to come back. Right now, I'm only teaching on assignment, just in case you're wondering. We only opened this slightly.
we're going to go from love and watch the scripture shift us to grace. And watch it change you. I'm watching it change my body, even as I sit here. Oh, yeah, as it comes through, it's, it's leaving residue of anointing and virtue and healing. That's why you never quit. You press. Hope I reached you. Hope I blessed you all. I pray the word of the Lord, most importantly, is sticking with you and staying with you. Has said, is faithful, loving kindness, which he's extended to you. Let's bless the Lord right now for his word. Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Ty J. Pulliam podcast. We call you blessed.